When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I got something for you. You mentioned this in the last segment, and I wanted to bring it back, but I didn't want to interrupt previously, so I'm interrupting now. Well, clearly you have no problem doing it. So that, yeah, and that, in hindsight, probably should have interrupted you then. You mentioned how much you love what Miles Garrett is doing this season. Yeah. ESPN bet plus 170 to win Defensive Player of the Year. Only three guys have odds better than 20 to 1. Garrett at plus 170, Micah Parsons plus 190, T.J. Watt plus 190. Ooh. Boy, that's going to be a good race. I mean, is there anything there for you right now that's worth it? Garrett. Garrett's having an incredible season. Like, Parsons, we know how – Parsons and Watt are having fine seasons. Don't get me wrong. And Watt's already won the award, so voter fatigue. Parsons missed out narrowly to Nick Bosa last year, so you got to consider that. But Garrett being the star – on that defense, which is one of the league's better defenses. Dallas is not one of the league's better defenses. They're good. They're not elite like Cleveland. If you're the face of the elite unit, I think that gives you a little bit more credit. Mm. So I'm just saying that's that's up your alley, big boy, because you were the one that floated that out there first. That's not bad. That's not bad. I could jump into that. Here's the other thing, and I I didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance to talk about it uh, yesterday. Uh, Where do we come down now? on the C.J. Stroud stuff for MVP, dropping from 100 to 1 down to 25 to 1. Is now the time or not? Is it still too early? Well, if you're extremely sophisticated like we are and played the 100 to 1 last week, you're just sitting back thinking, oh, my God, how smart am I? And then you start to really challenge yourself. I'm not going to lie. One of us might have forgotten to put it in. More than one. And I'm looking in the back room right now at someone in particular who admitted to that as well. I, I He's like, I forgot to do it. It's like, then why are we doing these segments? These segments are not for the audience. These segments are for us to hash out our bets. I, I said I, I didn't forget. I, I didn't place it. I said I wasn't confident enough to place it at 100 to 1. I did it at 30 to 1. I, I'm oh, oh see, so I was n- confidence confident. level much higher, huh? Yeah. At 30 to 1? Yeah. No, no, listen, I was Welcome confident to enough to do it last week. It's just I want to know for the audience right now, again, what's the word that gets okay. thrown out a lot that people don't understand? Value. Is there value right now there? I mean, not nearly as much. Now, Orlovsky and Teddy Bruski on Get Up yesterday had a debate over this. Orlovsky's very pro-Stroud. That's what tipped us off to the 100-1 to last week. Teddy Bruski came at him and kept saying, and he, he made a good case, but he kept saying they're five and four. They're five and four. You can't win an MVP at five and four. And he's right. I believe it's 15 of the last 16 teams. 15 of the last 16 MVPs have been on a team that has been a one or a two seed. Mm-hmm. But we're not handing out the award now. We're handing it out in a couple months. And here's the upcoming schedule for the Houston Texans. Home against the Cardinals. Home against the Jaguars, who they already beat. Home against the Broncos. At the Jets. At the Titans. Home against the Browns, home against the Titans, at the Colts. Five of the next seven are at home, and there aren't really a whole lot of dangerous opponents there. The two toughest games are Jacksonville and Cleveland. Both are at home. So, yeah, five and four now, but 
he can get to 10 wins. And I'm not saying if he gets the 10 wins and they win the South, I think if we're having they a win completely the division, different conversation. Yes. If they win the division, I think you can really make the case for it. Yeah. Because there's no way you would have ever expected that to happen. No way. Saul Orlovsky yesterday told him thanks for the tip on 100 to 1. He wasn't handing it out as gambling information. I want to make that clear. He was just talking about how he thought C.J. Stroud last week should be in the MVP race. So I took that mm. nugget and ran with it a little bit. And I told him, great job. Dinner on me if it turns out that this hits. And he goes, Chipotle? And I just shook my head. I walked out of the room. Uh, doesn't Chipotle have too much flavor? I don't. I don't. I For him. Yeah, for him. <laughs> for him. <laughs> I mean, he just, do you walk into Chipotle and say, do you have any plain chicken with ketchup, please? <laughs> there was a steakhouse he brought up. I said, you know what? Something like that. We'll keep that in mind. That's that's more along the lines of 100 to 1 thinking. Again, he wasn't even looking at it in terms of it. He made a great case, and then we sat here, and we kicked that around, and it made some sense. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. And it came just before the show began, a little over an hour ago. The Bills today fire their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, which I think is a little bit mistaken. Number one, the Bills have the number seven offense in the league, so it's not like it's been a disaster. The bigger problem is, number two, the quarterback who continues to turn the football over to the other team. He now has 94 turnovers since coming into the league at the beginning of 2018. 94. That's more than anybody else. Joe, through his first 87 games, those 94 turnovers tie him with Joey Harrington and Blake Bortles, well, who are two quarterbacks I never want to be affiliated with if I'm a star quarterback in the league, theoretically. Those two. Joseph. All of this news and what's going on here. You know what it leads us to? What's that? There's only one NFL team everyone is high on this week, except Chris Carlin. These are NFL power rankings like you've never heard before. It's Carlin versus C-O-N-S-E-N-S-U-S. Consensus. I can spell consensus. I have a degree in English. Jerk. It's Carlin versus the consensus. Joe, I am about to give you 14 quarterbacks I'd rather have right now than Josh Allen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You're going to name 14 current NFL quarterbacks. You're not going to give me like Dan Marino, right? No. Current NFL quarterbacks. Right, I can already tell. This is this is a bit much for me. Really? But, yeah, but go ahead. Are Here you sure? Uh, as of right now, yeah. Yeah, as we dabble in this, because I don't know this list. Some people might think this is an act. I don't know this list. I no, didn't you even don't know, know we were going to be talking at all. about this. And you're about to find out. All right, let's do it. Let's start with the obvious choices, okay? okay? Patrick Mahomes. We don't need to get into some of these. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, of course. Joe Burrow, of course. Uh, we would then turn to Justin Herbert. Of course you would. Would you not? I, I I find it interesting that before mentioning a guy like Jalen Hurts or some other I'm layups, you go to Herbert. This, Herbert, this is, this I, is I, no come on, man. Order. I watched Herbert in that Jacksonville game last year completely fall apart in the second half. Herbert hasn't won a damn playoff game yet, and All you're right. taking him over Allen, huh? I would. Herbert doesn't turn it over at this level. I, I'm he also focused. doesn't win. 
I, I understand. I'm focused on turnovers right now. Okay, so would turnovers. I rather would I would I rather have Jalen Hurts right now? Absolutely, I would. Okay, would I rather have Tua Tagovailoa right now? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, I would. Joe, I'm compare not, it. Go look. I'm not questioning whether or not you would prefer Tua. I'm questioning whether or not it makes sense. That's what's happening here. Tua's having a a fine season, yes. Again, I have watched him play three games that matter this year. He has done jack in those three games. The Buffalo game, the Philly game, and the Kansas City game. People keep talking about it for MVP. MVP's got to make a couple plays in the big games. No, there's nothing to talk about with him for MVP. But he is third in the league in front of Josh Allen in throwing for yards this season. How many interceptions does Tua have? How many does Allen have? Tua's got seven. Allen's got 11. Tua doesn't turn it over nearly as much. I was told to shut my mouth and let you get through the list. You're you're not. Direct orders from Evan Wilner. Here's the deal. (laughs) You're the consensus. I'm Carlin. Okay. (laughs) This is me versus you. Sit back. Let me go through the list. Enjoy the show. And enjoy it. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. And he's not even having his best season. I'd much rather have him. I'd much rather have C.J. Stroud than Josh Allen right now. Who's going to argue with me on that? Nobody. Who's going to argue with me right now to win a big game at the moment? Would you rather have Brock Purdy or Josh Allen? Me? Give me Brock Purdy. I trust him a lot more. Would you rather have Geno Smith right now to win a big game? This is where I've got to interrupt. What is this? Would you rather have Geno Smith no. right now to win a big game? No, I would not. Uh, you'd be wrong then. Did you see Geno Smith against Cincinnati a few weeks ago? I did. Did you see him against Baltimore a week and a half ago? I did. He's terrible. He's he not was terrible, terrible in those games. In those games, I want to say. I like what Geno's doing. I can't believe I have to take the anti-Geno Smith approach here. Well, get used to it. Would I rather have Kirk Cousins right now when he's healthy than Josh Allen. I kind of would. Yeah, but he's not healthy. Okay? okay. So no, he's out. Would I rather have Jared Goff right now? I would. Last one. I'm going to cut it at 13 because the last one will just lose you all together. Would I rather have Dak Prescott right now? Oh, come on. I absolutely would. This is a troll job, plain and simple. It is not a troll job. It is. It is looking at facts. It is looking at someone last night playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, who is a franchise quarterback, has a massive contract, and Joe, he is flippant when it comes to ball security. Appreciate the use of flippant there. I'll give you Flippant when it comes to ball security. I wouldn't term most of these other guys in that same category. I really wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Quick. My report. problem here is, Joe, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. If I turn the ball over, I can't win. Josh Allen turns the ball over. These guys, I went based on one category, admittedly. One. Turnovers. And yet, still botched half the exercise. Did not. C.J. Stroud had three turnovers against the Bengals. How many did he have before that all season long? Thank you. We're talking about three turnovers against the Bengals. one pick in nine games. If it's the only criteria that matters, he's getting a ton of credit coming off a game in which he just had three turnovers. If 
if what is it, Taj Boyd catches that ball at the end and Cincinnati wins that game, you're not taking Stroud. You're going to look happened? at it and go, he had three turnovers in that game that cost him. The guy, the, had an that, the guy had an opportunity and he moved on and he made the plays to go win the game. Half the offseason, we talked about how Dak Prescott throws too many interceptions. Everyone talked about whether or not he could cut it down now that McCarthy was going to run the ball more. And he's come out this season and he's turned it over like crazy. And you've got him over Josh Allen. And Dak hasn't won a damn thing in the playoffs either. Listen, listen. as far as Dak's concerned, Josh Allen has won two more playoff games than Dak. Dak's two and four, and Josh Allen is four and four. Josh I would also argue, less time in the league. By what? By a year and a half. Still factually roughly. accurate. Factually accurate, yes. The, would you argue that Josh Allen should have done more in the playoffs than he has. Well, if his defense gets a stop against the Chiefs, he's already done more, and we're not having this question. Like, we're not going to put all of the blame on him for not, not, them not going further. That Chiefs game, the defense gave up that touchdown at the end of the game in, like, 13 seconds. How many picks does Dak Prescott have this year? I don't have it in front of me. I'm sure I do. you do. It's six. How many does Josh Allen have? More. Eleven. Leads the league. Leads the league. Yes. Is it a bit uh, short-sighted? No, short-sighted is not the word. It's recency bias. Am I looking at things? No. Am I looking at things somewhat through a monocle here, let's say? <laughs> like <laughs> at, Mr. Peanut. At, am I Mr. Peanut and looking at one category? Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Who's rated higher this year, Dak Prescott or Josh Allen? Thank you. Not by much. But thank you. It was Carlin versus a consensus for a reason. And I would argue that Carlin won. But that's just me. I'm one man. You are society. <laughs> Go ahead. You can bury me if you want. I can't. We're way We're too late. This, this is where you got to get out. Get the hell out of here. Listen. All right, my friends, it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Everybody's annoyed at me right now. Uh, we ran too long. Today I blame Joe. is the launch of ESPN Bet. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time. Big business, cash money. On Carlin versus Joe. All right, here it is. Tyrese Maxey tonight in the Sixers game. Sixers hosting the Pacers. Tyrese Maxey so far this year, Joe, shooting 43% from three. Over... Two and a half threes for Tyrese Maxey tonight at plus 135. I like this because the Pacers have been one of the worst perimeter defending teams this season. Teams are almost shooting 40% this year. We're going Tyrese Maxey over two and a half threes. How many NFL quarterbacks would you rather have than Josh Allen? Hit us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's next, Carlin versus Joe versus everybody on the ESPN radio and on the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Today is the launch of ESPN Bet. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time. Big business, cash money. On Carlin versus Joe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 17 states ESPN bet will be in starting today, launching this afternoon. Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Carlin will be representing the Garden State, New Jersey. We've got a bunch of them out there, Arizona, Colorado, Thank you for checking us out today. We're rolling out bets all day long. We're all taking turns. This one's my segment, so we're going to go Asar Thompson, the rookie of the Detroit Pistons, over two and a half stocks. Two and a half stocks. That's steals plus blocks, a.k.a. Oh. stocks. So if he has three steals, that works. If he has three blocks, that works. If he has two steals and one block, that works. You see where I'm going here. Over two and a half is plus 125. Now, he's averaging 3.1 stocks per game this season. He's had at least two stocks in eight of 11 games this year. So his floor is extremely high. At plus 125, we're going to take a shot here. Asar Thompson, the rookie in Detroit. Shout out the great state of Michigan. You're one of our 17 for ESPN Bet. Going over two and a half stocks. Steals plus blocks, plus 125. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? It is Carlin versus Joe available wherever you get your podcast so you catch every moment of the show in case you miss it live. Be subscribed. Go there and rate. Go there and review. We want to hear from you, and we want you to have access to it any time you need it. Joseph, let us hit some calls for people who are checking in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line on Josh Allen. He is John, he is in South Carolina, and he is up first on ESPN Radio today. John, what do you got, bud? I got that, that Josh Allen is kind of like the duck joke. You know, if you waddle, you got feathers, you quack. You can call him whatever you want, but, you know, he's not an elite quarterback. He's a turnover machine. 
the only thing the duck has better is it can fly, walk, and swim. And Josh Allen can't do any of that, basically, in any way in football. He's a fumble guy. He's not. He's just not one of the top, top guys they can credit for. They keep on doing this. They anoint these two-year, three-year guys like they're going to be superstars for 10, 15 years. And time catches up. The defenses catches up. The defenses get bigger, faster, stronger. And these guys, just most of them, too young, too early when they call them stars. I mean, well, there's, that's there's just no getting around the, the skills that Josh Allen has, Joe. But the problem is most of the good gets wiped out with the bad when you turn it over that much. I mean, he's completing 70% of his passes this year. He's on pace for just shy of 40 touchdown passes. His quarterback rating is 96.6. And, and, and because last night went south in a variety of ways, he did not play well. I'm not going to defend last night's performance, but I'm not going to sit here and let last night cloud my judgment as to whether or not he can play quarterback. What, what would you rather do? You want to go back to Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee? Is that where we're looking at? You want to go with Baker Mayfield no. in Tampa? No. How about the situation in Atlanta right now? How's that looking? What about Carolina? What about Chicago? What about the mess in Minnesota? How about Green Bay? How about New England? How about I the want, Jets? I we want, can go on forever. I want the good people and the good fans of Buffalo to have a chance to win a championship when they have been so close so many times, but not recently, and this is supposed to be the savior, and the savior keeps handing the enemy the weapon. <laughs> you know what the savior did last night after an awful performance, an awful performance all the way around, in the most crucial of moments, he led his team right down the field and then ran a touchdown in to take the lead. He made the drive at the end of the game to win it, and then his defense went out and pooped their pants. That's what happened there. And I'd like to say that differently, but I also value my job. So I'm going to go with that version of it. All right? There were plenty of opportunities where we're not even having this conversation if that defense gets a stop. Or how about have 11 guys on the field for the kick block at the end so that when Lutz misses the field goal, you win the game? But, oh, no, you had 12 guys out there, and that's on Allen, too. Well, that was embarrassing. Yes, it was. Let's miss the kick. Game over. Buffalo wins. Totally different conversation today. We can talk about the turnovers. You're right. He turns it over too much. But this idea that we'd rather have Geno Smith over him, Dak Prescott, some of these names we're throwing out, saying that the game's passed him by. Yeah, he's got turnover problems, but I'd still no, build around the guy for sure. The, it's not the game has passed him by. It's well, that's what I Duck keep... Dynasty just said on the well, phone. Duck Dynasty was wrong about that. The game has not passed him by. I would say, quite simply that this is who he has always been, and until he proves otherwise, this is who he's going to be to me. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I mean, in 2020, he had 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Are we that banged up about the 10 interceptions that year? He threw for 4,500 yards. I understand. This is three years later. This is three years later, and he still makes mistakes like a rookie. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Temperatures are getting low, but demand remains high. You need Indeed. They're all on one platform, helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. 
and Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Bills fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, this morning. Is there a head coach that is next to go? It's on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Six-yard field goal from the right hash. Kick is up, and it is good. At the gun, the Denver Broncos have won here in Buffalo. And sadly, Eric, it was a game they completely frittered away in every way possible. It sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. It's a lot of bad football. It's inexcusable. It wasn't good enough. You can't turn the ball over, period, let alone four times. And field position can't start at the minus 40 or whatever it was. It's not good enough. The Bills fire their offensive coordinator today after a rough night last night. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us right now. Danny, your reaction to the news about an hour and a half ago that Ken Dorsey was being fired today by the Bills? Well, Chris, I found it very educational. I didn't realize until today that the offensive coordinator was responsible for counting how many guys were on the field uh, for a field goal block. <laughs> attempt. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. But apparently, apparently so. that's whose fault it was. Uh, and he was out there throwing interceptions and, and all that kind of stuff. So, look, it feels like a scapegoat uh, move to me. It feels like a panic move to me. I'm I, talking to people around that situation just, you know, just today. Um, it sounds like what the you know the Bills felt like their offense should be better this year than it was last year, based on the moves they made on the offensive line, based on <laughs> drafting an offensive player in the first round for the first time since Josh Allen uh, and Dalton Kincaid this past this past draft. 
they thought they would take a step forward, and they felt like they hadn't. Um, and, you know, look, I, I don't think you can rule out as a possible reason for this move the obvious dissatisfaction that we're getting from, you know, Stefan Diggs or, or from his brother uh, on social media over the last 12 hours or so. And I think, uh, you know, overall, you have a team that, that's 5-5 five and five that expected to compete for the Super Bowl, feels like it's going in the wrong direction. And a quarterback who's leading the league in interceptions, you can't fire him. Uh, so I, I think this is just kind of a classic midseason, you know, let's shake something up to shake something up kind of move. And, and uh, unfortunately for Ken Dorsey, he is the uh, he's the one who took the fall. Cross, let's dig down on the dig situation for a second. Didn't really aim mm. for it to sound like that, but it did. I don't know. Here comes the Marconi, okay. I guess. <laughs> we had a problem with in Minnesota. Obviously, they trade him to Buffalo. We had problems in the offseason last summer, but it was told we were told that those problems were behind everybody. Now we're seeing him again, and I don't think his brother's yeah. going to be popping off just randomly. They're obviously talking to one another. What's the sense around the league? Is Diggs' time in Buffalo coming to an end? Well, I think a lot of that's going to depend on how the rest of the season goes, right? I mean, like – if they turn it around, I mean, look, personnel-wise, Buffalo should be as good as anybody. They should be able to compete. So if they start winning games and they make a playoff run and all that, then, then yeah, I think everything's salvageable. I think for the most part, on balance, the relationship between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs has been very positive, very good, and very productive. Now, that's not to say they haven't had some clashes. They have. And a lot of those you know, came to the surface back last spring when Diggs missed a day of minicamp and all that kind of stuff. But if it continues to go badly and they struggle to score points and they miss the playoffs or they got knocked out of the playoffs early, yeah, absolutely I could see a situation where Diggs wants out and and they move on. Uh, but I think a lot of that really depends on how these remaining eight games go. Uh, and hopefully for Buffalo, it's more than eight. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. So where does that position Sean McDermott here? How hot does his seat become? You know, all along I've thought, like, there's no way they'll move on from McDermott. They believe in him and what he's built there. And, and I still, you know, if you ask me to bet one way or the other, I would say no, that, that, that he, doesn't, um, he doesn't end up getting fired. But um, you throw an offensive coordinator overboard, that, that's traditionally like, you know, one step closer to head coach hot seat. So uh, could it go badly enough that they decide to make a change? Yes, if that happens it would be a, a significant departure from where they've been, uh, you know, consistently over the last few weeks and months. I, I don't think it's something that, that, that they have, that ownership there has considered. I don't think it's something that ownership there wants to consider. I think this is a, a, a man and a coach that they believe in who has done great things there, who's made the playoffs every year, but one since he's been there, uh, won multiple division titles in a row and had them on the doorstep of the Super Bowl just a couple of seasons ago. So, uh, I, I think I'd be surprised if McDermott ended up walking the plank for this, but I, I um, you know, I've <laughs> I've been surprised before. A month, a month and a half ago, that's a game last night that the Denver Broncos lose, but they've been winning. Yes. Defense slowly getting by better. 50. Offense slowly yeah. getting better. They're more respectable, and yes, by fifty. That <laughs> I mean, everyone. Ken Dorsey's getting a promotion if uh, this is a month right. and a half ago with the way the offense could have played against that defense. But we were all talking about how Russ is washed, how maybe Sean Payton picked the wrong yeah. team to come back to, all that stuff. Well, here we are. Patience, yeah. right? The team's getting better. What is this going to say about Russell Wilson's future in Denver? Were we a little too hasty? Is he still the guy moving forward next year? 
You're asking me if we should let things play out before reacting to them on television and radio? Not on Sports Talk Radio, Dan. Dan, Maybe in the column, but not in Sports Talk Radio. (laughs) Oh, Dan, that would be ridiculous. Come on. We just want to know who's going to cut him next year. We know Denver's moving on. Who will cut Russell Wilson next year? We want to get ahead uh, of it. Look, to the extent that the Broncos have had issues this year, Russell Wilson has not been among them. Like He he has played well. I saw the stat today. He has more touchdown passes this year than he did all of last year. Uh, so, look, I, I, you look at the numbers from last night, 24 out of 29 for 193 yards. Like, I, I'm looking at it and going, my God, like, Peyton's turned him into Rex Grossman. Like, like but that's fine. Like, it, the whole thing is, can he run the offense? And I think you saw, like, the touchdown pass to Javante Williams where, you know, the guy's coming on the blitz and he gets hit right away and he just gets the ball out to Williams, you know, hot. That is not something he would have done last year or probably in September. And so that shows that he's doing the things, some of the things that Sean Payton wants him to do, needs him to do in this offense, and that's a positive step. Contractually, it would be very difficult for them to move on from Russell Wilson next year. It would be very unpleasant. It would be very expensive. So their preference would be not to do that. Is it out of the question? Of course not. Uh, But it certainly feels more likely – than it did three, four weeks ago that, you know, that he's a real option for them next year and beyond because, to, again, to the extent that they've had problems this year, he has not been among the biggest. So uh, it's a positive for Sean Payton. It's a positive for Russell Wilson that they're turning things around. We'll see where it goes. Still almost half a season left, but uh, he does seem to have shown some advancements. And by the way, like, this isn't to pile on anybody here, but, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's not exactly tearing it up, right? Like, like, like is it possible no. that maybe the issues last year were not all Russell? It might be true. I don't know. Might be fair. Might be. Uh, might be. Yeah. Uh, then again, look at what he's working with. I guess I would say that Understood. for Nathaniel Hackett. I get it. Yeah. The last it's, year he's working with Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's he's, true. Like, it's true. Had one bad year. It, right. Yeah. It's Carla versus Joe yeah. on ESPN Radio. Jacksonville, Dan, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, this this is a team that... Oh, they were um, terrible. It, 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 well, not terrible. They're not terrible, They're but they terrible. were terrible. They were terrible they, on Sunday. They, they were, were absolutely terrible on, terrible on Sunday. They were terrible yeah. against Houston earlier this year. I guess yeah. my question is, how am I supposed to take them seriously right now as a contender in the AFC yeah. when they don't just lose a couple of these games, but they get their doors blown off? Yeah, so I was there Sunday, and, and it was domination from the outset. The Niners' front pushed around the Jaguars' offensive line, which is the Jaguars' big problem is the offensive line if they have one. Uh, their offense hasn't clicked the way we would have expected it to. Defense has played pretty well. Obviously, they got, they got torn up on Sunday. That was an all-around system failure there in Jacksonville. But I think what we need to see from Jacksonville is for that offense to function the way it did throughout the second half of last year. And, and you know – you would think that it would have not taken a step back and, and would have hit the ground running to start the year, but that hasn't been the case. So they've got to get some things figured out offensively. Uh, you know, we've seen more good than bad from them this year. So if you're saying, how do I take them seriously? You can, you can focus on games that aren't uh, this most recent one, but yeah, it was alarming. It was alarming to see them get pushed around physically up front because that's the kind of thing that certainly can cost you games as we get into the stretch run and in the playoffs. And, they have a little bit of a surprising race on their hands with the, the Houston Texans coming up right behind them, who, as you mentioned, already have a head-to-head win against them this year. So Jacksonville's got to get it figured out on offense. They have time. Obviously, they have a lead in the division, which helps 
them, uh, you know, give them room to, and, and more time to get it figured out. But uh, it needs to look better around Trevor Lawrence uh, and that offense if we're going to consider them a real top contender in the AFC, which a couple weeks ago it looked like they were going to be. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Hey, next time you pop on, please don't be rational. That's not what we're looking for. No, again, it's it's just an educational league. I like I don't I, I, of all the people responsible for putting twelve guys on the field for a field goal block, I would not have thought the offensive coordinator would be at the top of the list. But you learn something new every day. Apparently so. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. In moments, Jim Harbaugh. I have a little story to tell you from Saturday. I think you'll enjoy. From that Rutgers, Iowa thriller you were calling? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the more exciting moments that I have to tell you about. And it had nothing to do with the game. I promise you that. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Today is the launch of ESPN Bet. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time. Big business, cash money. On Carlin versus Joe. So I think we've established by now that I'm a bit of a moron at times. No. No, 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 no. Not a moron. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Yes. Mistakes happen. Mm. Debatable. Here's the point. Uh, I didn't get in Handman's... Uh, first wager for the launch of ESPN Bet for this hour uh, just moments ago. Of course, ESPN Bet launches today in 17 states, Joseph. I'm excited. We're very excited. We've got a special edition of ESPN Bet Live today as well, 6 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2. We're normally off Tuesdays and Wednesdays during the season. We go Thursday through Monday, but we have a special edition in store today. Be sure to check us out. ESPN Bet launching today, 17 states. We're laying out wagers all day long, so I believe it's the handman's turn, and then also Evan has his shot here too, right? Boys, the floor is yours. Yeah, I will go first since you uh, didn't give me a chance last segment, Carlin. Um I'm going to go Maction. Let's go Maction. Eastern Michigan versus Akron. The total is 38 and a half. They played last year. Same two quarterbacks, Austin Smith for Eastern Michigan and 
Former U Albany Great Dane Jeff Undercuffler for the Akron Zips. Score was 34-28 last year. I'm going to say they go over 38 and a half points in tonight's Maction Affair between Eastern Michigan and Akron. Okay, a little bit of Maction. I like it. And Akron, located in the state of Ohio, that's one of the 17 states that's legalized with ESPN Bet, as well as the great state of Michigan. Evan, what do you got? Yeah, so ESPN NHL doubleheader tonight. It's on ESPN Plus and Hulu. First game is Anaheim Nashville, 8 p.m. Eastern. An hour ago, I said Ducks Predators plus 230. The third period would be the highest scoring period. In the second game, got Panthers and the Sharks. The Panthers are 5-0-1 when leading after the first period. San Jose has the worst goal differential in the first, second, and third period of anybody in the NHL. They are minus 13 in the first period. So I'm taking Panthers plus 110 on the first period puck line. So you got to win that by half a goal, right? They've got to be up at least one nothing. Is that what you're saying? We're not doing a money line there. We're doing a puck line. First period, the win the first. Sorry, the the they're gonna yeah, win first the first period. period. Puck line. Yeah, but they got to like zero zero is a loser, right? Right. Yes. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yeah, very well laid out. Very well laid out. So you got, wow, Wilner very specific. Third exactly. period in one game, first period in another game. It's a lot yeah. to track there. He is all over, all over it. What? Look at the big brain on Wilner. Well, that game's at ten thirty, so I want to be in bed by eleven. First period. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch that game at what I like to call 3 a.m. I'm going to wake up in a panic and go, oh, my God, how'd this bet do? Bring up the app, see I lost, go to bed, have nightmares. <laughs> maybe, maybe, well, you're in Connecticut, so she's not with you. My wife, as I said last week, woke me up and said, by the way, the Sharks won. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad everyone got to enjoy that moment. Sharks got red hot for a moment, won two in a row, and then yeah. Vegas let them know who was boss. I think that game was 5 nothing in the first period. Don't quote me, but, yeah, they really put it on them there. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. As you know, I had a, a bit of a tough trip to Iowa this past week. And, uh, <laughs> the Champagne yeah. Malibu. Yeah, the Champagne Chevy Malibu driving three and a half hours from Chicago in the middle of the night to get to Iowa City. Uh, the folks in Cedar Rapids love us. Our guys, uh, our guy Spencer at uh, 1600 ESPN in Cedar Rapids, tremendous sports show that he has later in the day, too. But Joe, we love it, Iowa. I want to make do. that clear as well. Iowa doesn't just love us. We love Iowa. And I'll tell you what, ate well there. Not surprising. Yeah, there's uh, that was just understood. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, game didn't exactly go as one would have hoped. Uh, Iowa did what they do. They it was a low-scoring game. What oh about that? God. What about that was not what we had thought? <laughs> no, it's not that it wasn't what we had thought, what we had hoped. Hoped, that's what right. What we sorry. had hoped. Go Rutgers. But it was that. 3 nothing at halftime, 6 nothing going to the fourth quarter. But before the game, I go out into the main press box area. And I'm a pretty subdued guy. Like, I just want to come in, do my job. You know, uh, I don't want to catch anybody's attention. I'm not trying to do any of that. But I looked. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Look at what you do for a living. It's all I, about I, getting people's attention. I understand. I'm talking about in that setting. That setting, you're just nice and you want to fly below the radar. Exactly. Just get back into my booth and do my thing there and let it go. But all I looked right. up at the TV, and it is the end of the Penn State Michigan game. And that, uh, what's that dope's name? Sharon, who was the uh, oh, Michigan the... assistant. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. What, what's his name? I looked up. And he is crying on the television screen. And I just bellowed out for, let's just say, uh, 
what had to be at least 35 people in the area. Is he crying? <laughs> I just said it out loud like that. And the two guys next to me are like, yeah, can you believe this? And I'm like, and then I just said out loud, I mean, in this tone, he didn't die. <laughs> oh, my God. They are getting insufferable. This is your way of flying under the radar, by the way. Yes. Yelling things like this in the press box. I, I It was just so instinctual <laughs> that it happened. I'm glad you got to catch that because you were, I figure you're so busy with everything. Who knows if you're even going to get that moment. That was the quintessential moment from college football this past Saturday. It really was. And I could not get over it. I couldn't hear what he was saying. And this dope is cursing all over the place. Listen, I curse yeah. too, but I don't do it on the air and I don't use the F word on the air as he apparently did uh, a couple of times so whatever with that i love you jim whatever okay that's fine and then harbaugh yesterday i know you guys played some of the sound i mean we should be america's team i'll tell you the minions of michigan that are out there defending this are getting so tough to take especially in the media Oh my God! Where, but at what institution could this this similar situation happen, and it wouldn't be like this? At Ohio State, it would be like this. At Florida State, it would be like this. At LSU, it would be like this. This is so quintessential college. I don't know why I've used that word twice in this segment. This is, is just so so stereotypical college football. But would you agree? I mean, we had Feinbaum on last week, and he called Michigan's fan base. Among the whiniest out there? This is, they're very whiny. Yeah. They're very whiny because they view themselves in an air that is much higher and much better than the rest of us. We're Michigan. You aren't. And it's like, great. I've been to Ann Arbor. Okay. I like yeah. the big house. It's yeah. not that impressive. You walk in and you look down. It doesn't go up. That's what's impressive. Build oh. up, not down. It's- I can build down. I do it at the beach. I can't build up. I can't get over the fact that this has all been, what about the kids? What about the poor kids? It's like great theater, though. It here. is great theater. They I, keep I, I adding to it. Theater. Like, you coming off the game being that mad about what happened. And as a Penn State grad, James Franklin had everything he gave his power to do something about it. He did nothing. So get the hell out of the way and get us set for the Ohio State game. All due respect to the University of Maryland. Yeah, listen, that's all fine. I just, I can't take... Michigan acting like they're being unfairly persecuted here. But it's great. When there is not a whinier, more <laughs> entitled fan base that exists on the planet. And I like Michigan. You guys are all back of the wrong horse. Just wait. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.